You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Just let it breathe a little bit, Teresa. Letting it breathe. I can't. I can't. Hey, After Buzzers, welcome to After Buzz TV's recap after show of CBS's Stalker episode number three, Manhunt. I'm Cameron Lewis, and this is Teresa La. Teresa, it's so good to see you again. It's so good to see you. You're so far away today. I know. You're like a mile away. Uh, normally we have Jade and Anastasia with us, but they're not here with us tonight. Uh, they're actually abroad. And you know what? How can they go there? How can they go overseas without being in fear of being stalked? I know. And they've been tweeting their whereabouts. I mean, That's not safe. That. That's no. <laughs> Don't tell people that. I won't say anything else so beyond that. Let's get right into it. Yes. Episode number three. What do we think? First thoughts. First thoughts. So... I couldn't help but think that this was a rip from the headlines. Rip I don't know if you were thinking the same thing, but Christopher Dorner, back in 2013, he was discharged from the LAPD um, for, I believe, excessive police brutality. And I could be wrong on that, but he was discharged. And uh, I think several months later, he went on a... Uh, Spree where he was seeking revenge on his former LAPD um, police officers that really? he worked with. Yeah. Oh. Very similar. And their families. That's who he was targeting. Um, so I saw a lot of similarities. So I thought that was really interesting. I didn't catch that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my god. So I think that definitely had an influence on this episode because there's a lot of parallels. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And then um, that last scene... With Jack being an uber stalker, that was yeah. a little crazy. That was a little rattling for me. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him stalk in every episode now. Uh, and I know he talked about before, is it stalking, is it not stalking? You decide, America. But uh, this is the one where it kind of creeped me out the most. Yeah, I mean, he was going up really close to the window. He almost yeah. got spotted, but luckily Ugh. he got away. We'll have to get to that when we, yeah, whenever we'll, we, we'll whenever get, we get that. to that. What do you think? I, this is the one episode so far of the three episodes we've seen that made me jump the most. Like, there were a lot I of jumpable that. moments there in this were. episode. I, uh, there was at least three or four where well, I was visibly shaken. Yeah. Why, why don't we get into that? Okay. The opening scene, uh, if you guys are watching the show, it's a nice, happy wedding. Yep. On our what rooftop, could possibly go wrong? Beautiful day. And normally, in every other episode of the show that we've seen, it's been two or three minutes. Two or three minutes at the top, and then something bad happens. Mm-hmm. This happens, like, right away. Within the first three minutes. Almost what like the What do pilot. we see? What happens? So we see a bride walking down the aisle with her father. And then on the other end, we see another bride. And it turns out to be a lesbian wedding. And just as she approaches the altar, she gets shot 
by apparently a sniper yeah. from a uh, building across the way. And, you know, it's just bloodshed and everyone goes crazy and we're left to wonder, you know, who could have done this. This is this is one thing about this show that that kind of freaks me out. I mean, not that specific thing. I mean, there's a lot of things, but uh, they take seemingly real life, simple situations like getting married. It's going to be a happy, positive day. What could possibly go wrong? The cake, like the cake wasn't made correctly. You didn't you forgot to send out an invite. No, somebody gets shot at a wedding where like you only think of happy thoughts and then all of a sudden bloodshed yeah so that's one thing i mean they keep doing that in every episode and that's kind of terrifying because now it's a little more unsettling right (laughs) like i had a good trip to the grocery store is something gonna go wrong now probably uh but yeah that was a terrifying opener um and we're left to know nothing immediately up front, which I kind of guess is the point. Obviously, yeah, but it was terrifying. But I mean, we're left to think, okay, like you know, is this an ex lover that's jealous and seeking right. revenge? Um, and so the you know we find out more about the situation and we learn that the uh, bride that was shot, her father is uh, Lieutenant Jimmy. Uh, what's his last name? Uh, Ooh, just Jimmy. Let's just go with Jimmy for now. I'll have to be honest. <laughs> they said his name so little in the episode. Jimmy I was calling Lambert? him Lu- Lambert. Yes, yes, okay. you're right, because it's Kara Lambert, yes. obviously. But I was calling him Lieutenant Dad Lieutenant for most Dad, of the episode yeah. because they didn't say his first name a lot. But yeah, so we're introduced to him, and uh, we find out that he's Lieutenant in the Force, and uh, this is his daughter getting married, and he's not happy no. about the wedding, necessarily. And he's especially not happy at Beth, because Beth had worked on, I guess, we find out that find out later on that uh, she had a stalker, mm-hmm. and it was an ex-boyfriend of hers in college that got really upset when he found out that she was a lesbian and he got ridiculed for it because, you know, his friend said, oh, look, you turned her gay. Mm-hmm. And so he released a sex tape to, you know, prove to them, like, look, this is me and her. And so they immediately thought that it was him because he had been, you know, stalking her shortly after that case. But recently there haven't been any, you know, in- indications that he was still doing the same thing yeah and uh, so this is the second time that sex tapes have been brought up on the show yeah i noticed that and also the second time that uh it's a college classmate or college boyfriend or college girlfriend that's been involved right i wonder why that is. i don't know i wonder if that's going to be something we're going to see a lot of maybe maybe it's a williamson thing i don't know so we meet uh we meet paul we're introduced the idea of paul right and uh what do you think at that point? Did you did you think um, that it was him or did you think it was somebody else? I mean again it would be too obvious if right. we pinpointed him and they don't seem to profile typical stalker cases, so it seemed too easy to be Paul. And then um, you know, they were looking at his background and this case and they said, you know, with this situation, it was very thought out, methodical. Yeah. And, you know, with him being a scorned ex-lover, it'd be a little bit more of a rash, impulsive attack. Yeah. So even, I think Jack was the one that said, 
you know, doesn't seem like he fits the profile. I don't think it's him. We got to look into this a little bit more. So yeah, I, I mean, didn't buy he it. seemed to answer the questions, uh, and we'll get to that in a second. But in this scene where we find out that he exists, that Paul exists, that was his name, right, Paul? Yeah. Uh, we're, we hear a little bit from Dad, and he asks, uh, he knew about Paul. He asks uh, Kara's fiance, has anything happened recently? Because I guess after she took out a restraining order, nothing was really going on. No. And Terry says, uh, her fiance, she goes, well. She did feel like she was being followed She recently. said something about being followed. I don't know. And then I guess she apparently had a stalker diary where she, you know, recorded the details. Yeah. And they noted that she had written that she felt like she was being watched. And the recently. only thing I think about that is, like, if you, do you think it's believable that if you're being followed, you think you're being followed, you don't tell anybody? Especially if there's a, a history of that happening. Right. I mean, you would think that the two of them would want to be more careful. Right. But I think the um, the fiancé said that they they wanted this to be passed past them, and so they didn't want to flag it to her father yeah. and get him upset, and they just wanted to get married. <sighs> so, But still, I mean, I'd be extra careful, and I'd report it. I would tell That's somebody. That's just me. <laughs> I would tell somebody. Yeah, for sure. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so we find out uh, Jack, again, says this guy hasn't had anything happen recently. And he says that whatever did happen at the wedding took a precision shot. Yes. So at that point, I was thinking, okay, the dad? Because the dad's a cop. Lieutenant. And I thought right at that point, you I was like, dad was is the dad the shooter? Or is he somehow, like, did he hire somebody? The dad was, oh, the dad was at the wedding, so yeah. you thought, like, maybe he orchestrated right. it. Right. Okay. And I, that's probably a little bit of an outlandish prediction, yeah. but I don't, but you like, never I don't know. know. It's stalker. I know. That's a little bit weird. So anyway, so we see uh, they get a hold of Paul. They yep. find Paul. They find bring Paul. him in for questioning. And who comes in and makes sure that he's okay with not having a lawyer? Amanda. Amanda. The mysterious Amanda. Amanda. D.A. And there's no tension at this point between her and uh, Jack at that moment. No. But it was interesting to see them work on a case together. I didn't think that they would be that involved. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, like, you're, you're right. Like, there was nothing there. And so she was just straight to the point. She said she was very much suspecting that it was Paul. Yeah, because when they went and found him in his apartment, there was a rifle. Right. There was, he was jumping out the window. They had to, like... Punch him out. Dylan McDermott gave him a good right hook to yeah, the face. Yeah, that was a nice. Um, but I don't know. At that point, when you're interviewing somebody, you're interrogating somebody, and they say, hey, I wasn't involved, but they had a rifle, and they're jumping out of their house, and they're running away from you. It's kind of... It looks really <laughs> suspicious. How I do don't you talk recommend yourself that. out of that? I don't recommend that. If you think <laughs> if you think that somebody's going to frame you, like Paul thought he was going to get framed, I don't recommend having a gun in your house or running away from the cops. doesn't make you look that great. No. The reason he had the rifle was that he felt he had to protect himself. Right. Weird. Why a rifle? I, of all, I don't know. <laughs> of a taser, weapons. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Pepper spray? Come on. <laughs> You're a guy. A bowling ball. <laughs> Just take the bowling ball. Right. It'll be fine. Uh, so we happened to find out that uh, there was no gun residue on him either. The gun hadn't been fired, so that pretty much clears him of it at that point. Yeah, basically. So Paul is no longer a suspect. Paul's no longer a suspect, and uh, they do further investigation, and they find out that... 
um, there was someone else that was shot earlier that morning. Yes. A gang member by that same gun. And by the way, right before they, they figured this out, they were having a little conversation uh, where Jack said, hey, you know what? I'm no, I, I'm from New York. And something I learned in a New York NYPD homicide unit is that I know when somebody's lying. <laughs> and Paul's not lying. And then um, the the new guy, what's his name? Trent. Trent. Trent Wilkes. Who's like, the why way, is it that everybody from New York has to always say they're from New York? Yeah, no, that was a good was great quote. I'm glad you called him out on that. That's a great quote. I like that. <laughs> um, I was going to say, the guy that plays Trent used to be on The Following. He played the character Roderick. Yeah. And I used to host The Following. So it was Roderick. nice to see him back in the mix. Good on you for getting on Stalker. I know. Roderick slash Roderick Trent. Slash Trent, who. The names in the show. Yes. The names in the show. Trent Wilkes. Trent Wilkes. And then later on, we're going to Oh, my gosh. Meet Buford, Silas. Buford from episode Buford one. Buford Posey. That was my favorite. So, or was that episode two? That was episode one. Buford Posey. That was one. Uh, I know. So good. They top it Thank every you, episode. Thank you, Kevin. Though. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, so anyways, they go, uh, they get the girlfriend of the guy uh, who apparently was shot by the same gun. Right. She shows up at the police department. She's fidgety as hell. Yes, and she's got track marks. And that's weird. And she's shaking in her chair. Mm-hmm. And they find out that there's a little bit of a connection. Teresa, what's the connection? The connection is that Jimmy Lambert, who is the father and Lieutenant, the lieutenant Dad. Lieutenant Dad. <laughs> that's a better way to put it. Um <laughs> actually was uh, working really closely or like mentoring um, Jesse, who is the gang member that was shot. So had a relationship. They had a father-son um, relationship. And, you know, he would check in on Jesse to make sure he was doing okay and like doing the right things. And so he was this mentor figure to Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, so then immediately we see that the common denominator in both shootings is Jimmy. The dad. And at that point... I still thought he was involved. Whenever we find that out, until they actually go talk to him and say, hey, uh, you know, your friend was shot also. Right. Uh, I thought, this guy's in it. This guy hired somebody. Lieutenant Dad is the boss. I I had something against Lieutenant Dad for a while. Yeah. Look out, Jimmy. There was something kind of iffy about him. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I could kind of see that. I don't know what it was, but, uh, so we know that, uh, somebody was following the gang member who did get shot because his girlfriend, Tiny, another great name, Tiny. uh, said, you know, he's a gang member. He's going to get followed. And so it's kind of, we're th- trying to find the connection there. We find out Jimmy's the, the ultimate connection. And, uh, all the while we cut to a scene, one of the creepiest scenes that we've seen in Stalker, oh, yes. which is a guy walking into a house. Yes. Okay, we've seen guys in houses. He's creeping around the hallway. Okay. He's creeping up the stairs. And, you know, the woman is home alone with her son. Yeah. And it's late at night. And then we see the stalker run into the closet and hide, which freaked me out. I'm going to be checking my closet tonight when I go home. For sure. I check my closet every night. This is one thing that hit home with me because my worst fear when it comes to people breaking into my home, my worst fear when it comes to stalking, is uh, having somebody in my closet. Or having somebody in, like, my bathtub slash shower. Oh, my god! Like, the two things I check when I, I get home because I'm super why paranoid. Why shower? I would think, like, because, I don't know. Bed. 
I don't know. I, I always like swing the curtain back real <laughs> fast. And I always say when I walk in, this is really weird. I always say, I know you're in there. <laughs> and That's a good so no, not. <laughs> uh, Steven, everyone, Steven, our producer. Engineer Steven. Shout out. Hey, hey. Um, but yeah, so it's, it was very disturbing. I mean, you see this guy creep behind her and that's the worst part is seeing these people not even knowing. In these innocent moments somebody, that Yeah. The kid is playing with his little truck. Come on. Poor, poor thing. So we see him go in the closet. We see him creeping. We see he has a knife. Yes. I thought and he's he going after the woman. To, but I think every time he saw the kid in the picture, he would, you know, withdraw. Yeah. So, um, you know, at least the kid was, was there. So we find out, uh, after that we, we see this scene, Jack and Beth go talk to Jimmy in his office. Yes. And, and they find out a lot. This in the is office. something that I would never think of. Right? So, so Jack goes in, he sits down in a chair, he's looking around, he sees pictures sitting in, uh, in Jimmy's office, Lieutenant Dad's office. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> He he says, "Hey, who normally sits here?" And that's when things started rolling in my head. I'm like, "Where is he going with this?" Yeah, they were like, "Do perpetrators sit there?" He's like, "No." Right. Um, but we find out that other cops end up sitting there. Yeah. And so they said, "You know, have you been in a situation where you've reprimanded someone?" Um, and you know, he goes through the list, and he's able to identify someone that he discharged about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Discharged a year ago, Silas Martin. Silas Martin, another great name. Another name. Thank you to the Silas stalker. is just the scariest name. Yeah, not a good name. Silas is can, that can has stalker written good. all over oh, it. Absolutely. Just saying that in Buford, stalker no. written all over it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're picking the right name. So after that scene, though, we see uh, we see them. Well, first of all, they call uh, reinforcements, and then they head over to um, Frank's house, and Frank is uh one of Jimmy's closest friends, his partner. Right. And he is one of the people in the pictures by his desk. Right. And Jack says, okay, that's definitely going to be the next guy. So they make a break for his house. They make a break for his house. And Beth just knocks on the door like the pro she is, mm-hmm. super quietly, and just says, shh. Take and then wife. make it all quiet. And then Jack runs upstairs and that's when I started freaking out. Because <laughs> something's going to go down. Yes. And then by this time, Jimmy and the son have exited the house. Too, yeah, so thankfully. The house is clear. The house is clear. And then we see Jack uh, going into the bathroom. Again, the bathroom. The bathroom. One of the things I'm terrified All right, of most. I'm going to add that to my uh, checklist. Put that on the list. Um, we see Jack looking around at gunpoint, and uh, so he gets kind of sliced with a knife. Yeah, he gets swiped. Um, but... The stalker manages to escape. Somehow. Somehow. Where did he go? How did he get out of the house? Maybe a back door? I didn't see any windows in the bathroom. There were enough cops out there. There was literally, I think, 18 cops in the house. Yeah. (laughs) Or something like that. There was a lot of cops. Well, he disappears magically. But that just means he knows the house even more, which is creepier. He is ex-military. That, so, oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah. He's probably... Special ops, been to Afghanistan, LA, LAPD now. Yeah, he's carefully plotted this. <sighs> Man. Heavy Not stuff. a good situation. Not a good situation. So he leaves the house, um, and yeah. he goes to the hospital where Kara, the victim, is staying. And uh, he breaks into a unit where um, 
there's a doctor in there working late. Yeah. And he, I don't know if he kills him or did he punch him out? He, uh, we don't see. I assume that he kills him. Yeah. Unfortunately, because it's an unnamed doctor. It's a character we haven't ever been introduced True. to. And I'm sorry, but those people go. They do. It's really sad. The guy's knocked <laughs> poor, out. Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, and then he gets into the uniform, so he's disguised and starts walking the hallways. Yeah. Um, and he's roaming the hallways, and then we see Jimmy. It cuts to Jimmy, and Jimmy's in the church. Um, and you know, the chapel having a moment inside of the hospital, yes, which the I have always been creeped out by chapels inside of hospitals. I've actually never been to one. On principle, I don't go into them because it's exactly like we saw tonight. Wow. There's never anybody in there. Especially at weird hours of the night. Yeah. If you're staying in the hospital. So I, I've only been in one once maybe, but, uh. Very creepy. I know to trust that gut feeling. I think Teresa. there's been a lot of shows where creepy things happen in chapels. That's true. And in hospitals. And in hospitals. And this was one of them. Bad combo. And we see Jimmy, somebody come up behind him. And didn't he seem, didn't he seem like he felt somebody's presence, but he didn't turn around? Yeah, I think he was so in the moment yeah. that, you know, he tuned out. He felt like he was in a safe place. And then. I think what we learned from attacked. that is that if you ever feel something behind you, you should just turn around and swing. Yeah. Maybe. Things we learned from Stalker. <laughs> Seriously, I'm learning <laughs> I'm a lot of things. Stand behind no you, sheer no. curtains. Nope. No standing behind people or no letting people stand behind you. Check your closet. Shout out to the bathroom in the closet. And there's so many more. Check um, the rug. <laughs> yeah, check the rug. <laughs> check and see if there's any holes in your floor. Crawl spaces. Because people do hide in them. Oh my gosh. Don't have the closets with the, with the paneling. Oh, have yes. a solid door so they can't creep through it. Yes. We are learning so uh, much from the show, guys. I really appreciate it, everybody. So we see, uh, Jimmy go out. Jimmy's, he gets stabbed in the neck yes. with a needle. And that's uncomfortable. Yes. For everybody. Yeah, you were it's very not a good thing. by that. I freaked out because that is another... I feel like we're finding out a lot about me tonight and my worst fears. Yeah. And one of them is being stabbed in the neck with a, a, a needle. Oh, it's we have to talk thing. about that tweet that you got. Maybe oh, later. yeah, yeah. <laughs> News and gossip. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, so that happens. And uh, we see Jack and Beth come to the hospital to check up on uh, Kara, check up on her fiancé, and they want to come check up on Jimmy, and they find out that he is kind of missing. He's missing. And the fiancé said, hey, I talked to him about 20 minutes ago, but I don't know where he's at. Uh, And uh, Silas is walking around. How about when Silas, on his way to go into the room to the chapel, we forgot to include this, bumping into... Kara's fiance. Oh yes, and I jumped at that scene that because I thought was he was going to stab her. I for sure thought something was going to go down there. Did he not recognize her? Did he? I think that wasn't his goal. He That's was true. just fixated on Jimmy. That's a good point because Jimmy took it all away. We find out a lot about that whenever we get to the next scene, which is which is the makeshift torture chamber that I yeah like to call. taping up the windows, taping up the windows. Ugh. He's like tied up in a chair. And, uh, uh, what's his name? Who's, who's the stalker again? Silas. Silas. Yes. Silas. How could I forget that name? Silas is, you know, basically going through all the wrongs that Jimmy has put him through. Yeah. And he says to Jimmy that, you know, he did see a gun in that teenager's hand and that's why he shot at her. Yeah. And Jimmy said, you know, there wasn't a gun. 
So we don't really know what the situation. Yeah, I, I really thought is. that again. Even when we get to that point, even when we know Silas is for sure stalking her because we see his apartment at some point. There's pictures of her everywhere, right? Which, by the way, did people do that or they keep them on a laptop? Now I don't know. <laughs> it seems like there's either a PowerPoint playing when they walk in, or there's pictures all over the walls. Wall map. But even at that point, when we know Silas is for sure the 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 one doing all the damage, I still suspected that Lieutenant Dad, Jimmy, oh, you did something wrong. Oh, you still were to that at that point. Wow, because I was thinking, okay, he didn't like this guy because he said he was being irrational at work. He said he was, you know, kind of off on edge. Uh, so I thought there was a gun. Lieutenant Dad, Jimmy, took it away uh-huh. and framed this guy a little bit, but in a way to protect all future cases from this guy being a crazy person. So you so didn't I think this thought, guy was crazy at all? No, I did, was... but I still thought that uh, Jimmy took the gun away on that case where he shot somebody. Uh, for, it took the gun away from the kid uh-huh. to make him look worse to get him off the force because he was worried he was going to oh, right. do some real damage. And he had looked into the guy's past and he had mental issues yeah. and he wasn't really suited for the right force. so i thought okay he's not suited for the force he wants to protect himself and the force and potential future victims and so he's getting him off the force however he can and so i thought even when all this is going down and he's assumably innocent i still think lieutenant dad did something ah uh, you just not like lieutenant dad i don't know <laughs> i don't know so at that point who comes in to save the day jack of course jack um big fan of jack yeah especially Dylan. this episode yeah he uh he seems to be um in the last two episodes we saw beth solving most of the cases and she she definitely does and she definitely did help in this episode but he seemed to be the one kind of picking up on some of these clues yeah he was navigating yeah and uh, that's a good way to put it it's a much better way to put it uh but we see him come into the room and he uh shoots silas we thought, we thought in the head we thought he got shot in the head. Point blank. And he turns around to call Beth. Now, Jack, I have a bone to pick with you. Huh? Don't turn your back away from the victim ever. No, never. Uh, but he calls Beth to tell her, and Silas comes up back behind him. Yep. And he has to, to put one into the stomach. stomach. Doubt. And that I, does it. But we that were scared so the crap out of me like, again. I felt like he just came back from the dead. Yeah, I know. He had no my, issues. My immediate reaction when it happened was, he has a twin? <laughs> That's like, holy crap. Maybe he does, and we, we'll find out next week. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. So we uh, we find out Kara is in an induced coma after that point. Right. Um, so we don't know how she's going to end up, hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we find out Dr. Dad, or Lieutenant Dad, at the end of the episode is now okay with... Um, Teresa, or Terry, <laughs> my gosh, Terry, fiance, and Kara yes, getting married. He's finally accepted her, and, you know, they're at peace. Yeah. So, I'm glad you did that. I'm something glad you positive did that, Jimmy. came out of this. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let me remind everybody if you like this show, if you want to follow our recaps and after shows with Stalker, you can subscribe in iTunes, rate us, give us five stars, tell Teresa Hi. what you think, or watch us on YouTube or afterbuzztv.com. 
Yes. We're here comments. Every week. We love them. Five stars. We love them. Keep leaving those comments. We do love comments. It's great that people comment. Like that that's awesome. Yeah, get we'll the get co- into that conversation later. going. Yeah. Um so let's talk about the relationships in this episode a little bit cuz we see some developing. First and foremost, uh what what did you think of the relationship between Jack and Beth in this episode? Did it progress at all? You know, it didn't start off progressing. I felt like she was still very much keeping him at bay. Yeah. But then when they're on the case together, I think she finally is starting to approve of him. She was on the same page with him about the suspect. She didn't think it was Paul. And so she really supported him on that. And then um, at the end, she made a comment about how he really doesn't suck. So from yeah. her, I think that is saying a lot to him. Yeah. So he's kind of slowly winning her over. I wouldn't say winning her over. That's kind of going too far, but he is slowly making progress with her. Yeah. Um, and I th- really think it's because of the cases that they work on together. They're starting to see eye, eye to eye on things. I think so too. And uh, it's interesting because we see a little bit more of Jack uh, kind of wanting to ask her out. Yes. In this one, which... There's a lot of flirtatious undertones. Do you think it's genuine or do you think he's doing that to just kind of win her over? I think it's genuine. Yeah? Yeah. I think so too. I mean, he really wants to take her out. He wanted to go out for dinner. He did. He wanted to go out for dinner and she said, no, and don't ask me again. Don't ask again. And he seemed really, you know, genuinely upset by that. Harsh, Beth. Harsh. Harsh. But then we do find out, uh, when this is kind of surprising, that he's asking Beth out to dinner because he's still in a situation of sorts with Amanda. Yes. What is going on between Jack and Amanda in this and episode? We, from our uh, our comments that we read, a couple of our you know viewers think that Amanda really isn't his ex wife, and yeah. that could still be the case. They may share you know a son, but who knows? It's weird. We don't know what that situation is. All we know is Amanda and there was no really confrontation between the two of them until the end of the episode when Amanda said, yeah, you have a little bit of time left. Because remember last week she said, Jack, you have two weeks to get out of L.A. or I'm going to drop a little hint to somebody about what they don't want to know. And we still don't know what that is exactly. Um, but we see a little bit of that and, and we see him pleading to see his son again. And she said, you're seven years too late. Do you so. think, yeah. Do you think that, um, he will ever stop pleading for the son or do you think that's something we're going to say? What is going to be the bending point of that? I mean, you hear him say, I think in two episodes that a man is fueled by his obses- obsession. Mm-hmm. He's fixated on it. And he, you know, you can't help but think that he's talking about himself. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's going to stop trying to see his son. That's interesting. Because it's just going to make him want it even more. Yeah. And I mean, especially that uh, last scene. We see another relationship uh, budding, which is Jack and Detective Wilkes. Uh, Trent yes. Wilkes. Trent Wilkes. You see at the beginning, Trent Wilkes is being a little harsh, which I don't know why everybody hates Jack. Well. But... We, we find get a out little why. bit of information because Lieutenant or Detective Wilkes says, "Jack, you were you know of three hundred applicants. I don't this know what happened. This is a specialized unit. This is a specialized unit." And he said, "I bet you were somebody's IOU." Yeah. Wow. God, that is a diss. Yeah. That's like worse than cursing at him and telling him that's, off. Um, somebody's that's like IOU. almost hazing. 
little it bit is. of hazing. A little bit of hazing. But do you think he deserves that? I mean, there are people that have worked hard and deserve to be in that position, yet he comes in as a special favor. So Maybe obviously that is going to you know, harness resentment. From maybe people. a little bit. And I, but, but he's starting to prove himself. And I, maybe when he gets more approval from Beth, that'll start to trickle down to everybody else. True. Um, but we see at the end of the episode, and this is the craziest part. And there's a lot of freaky stuff in this episode, people jumping out of closets, people stabbing each other, all this stuff. But the creepiest thing was, uh, Jack, Looking in Amanda's house, like we said before, and we mm. find out that Amanda is seeing Detective Wilkes. Bum, bum, bum. I was really surprised. I didn't see that coming at all. They didn't no. tease it during the episode. And then we see that they are in a relationship. Not. I don't know if they live together or you know how far the relationship has gone, but yeah. I mean that seems like a conflict of interest. Yeah, we he almost got caught, Teresa. Yeah. He almost got caught. He had to run across the street. Well, he's pushing the boundaries. He was really I wonder. Obsessed. I wonder. You know what? We'll talk about that in predictions. Why don't... Do you have anything else to say about the uh, the episode? Mm, I think we covered it. Should we move on to news and gossip? Yeah, let's get into that. Let's do that. After TV News. So this episode of... Stalker was written by Brett Mahoney, and he's also known for writing the following, which is maybe oh. why we saw Detective Trent Wilkes, who played Roderick, on the following. Very nice. That's my little tidbit. I love it. Uh, I have. I'm going to read some comments. I'm going to read some uh, some viewer comments from yeah. YouTube. All right. So uh, we have Holistic Health and Living saying Keanu Reeves. We said last week Keanu Reeves and News and Gossip oh, right. uh, has he's- a stalking case that he's working on, and she says he seems to attract a lot of stalkers. She heard about two break-ins in the past couple of months. Wow! From yeah. two different stalkers. From two different people, apparently. Wow. Apparently he attracts a bunch of them. Uh, we have another comment from Lady J882. Good username. She says about the house, uh, Rosemary slash Judith, who was the stalker last week that she broke into, cause we were confused about whose place that right, was. Right, we didn't know. That apparently, according to Lady J, is where her and her ex-husband used to live and oh. where she killed her son. Oh. I didn't put that together. That makes sense. This is why so game full circle. This is why we need these comments, everybody. Uh, we had a couple of comments about Perry, Perry saying uh, apparently there might have been a deleted scene last week because uh, they were supposed he was supposed to say something about being more pissed off to Beth, which didn't happen. Ooh, yeah, okay. And we didn't see him tonight. We didn't. But we he's going to come back tonight. for sure. Maybe, maybe we'll next talk episode. About that predictions. And then we had two comments, like you said, from Joseph Boza and Childhood Hour saying that they don't think Amanda is Jack's ex-wife. We'll see. Did he stalk his ex-wife too? Mm. I don't know. He seems to be an experienced stalker. Uh, during the show, during tonight's stalker, I tweeted out, as I often do, we live tweet the show. I, uh, tweeted out that <laughs> something happening in my bathroom, being stalked in my bathroom is the most terrifying thing I could possibly think of. Yeah. And somebody tweeted me and said, uh, and I quote, <laughs> okay, I'll leave. That is frightening. So I'm being internet stalked, apparently. That's you not are. a good thing. And Dylan McDermott 
favorite another tweet, he Teresa. Did. You didn't even tell me. I just which found one did out. you favorite? Uh, always. Oh, I said at Dylan McDermott, always going into any situation, guns a blazing, which is true. We've seen Jack go into every situation mm-hmm. with his gun. Oh my gosh! Nice. You Exciting were looking for stuff. that favorite. I was. Keep the comments coming, everybody. We love it. Uh, on you can do it on Facebook. You can do it on our Twitter. You can do it on iTunes. You can do it on YouTube. Share we with love us them. any theories that you have. We love looking into it and talking about it. So absolutely, keep it up. let's move on to predictions. Predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV. We got to do Jade's uh, predictions dance. <laughs> All right, Teresa. Oh my goodness, I didn't even think about predictions okay. for next week's episode. So I think Dylan's, well, Jack's timeline is is running out. He needs to get out soon. Yeah. Amanda means business, and she almost saw him that you know that last. She scene. almost saw him. That so was not a good situation. I think she's going to put her foot down and really work on getting him out of LA. Yeah. She's thinking about her son, so I think that he's not going to have as easy of a time. Um, and then, again, I want to see the backstory of Beth. We don't know yeah. anything about why she is the way she is. We see her locking up at night, so I want to see more of that. Um and I think that's about it. I don't really okay. have any elaborate predictions. I predict that uh, we're going to see Perry next week. Good old we're going to see Perry do something. We're going to see Perry stalk Beth, or we're going to see Perry with Beth's friend. Oh, right. Might see something happen a, with Beth's friend. That's a plot there. Um, and uh, I don't think that Jack's time is going to run out next week. I think it'll run out the following week. Okay, you think he has? That's just a that's just a gut feeling. I'm probably wrong. Yeah, because you've been right about most things in terms of predictions. That's true. Just saying. Uh, and we saw in the the teaser for next week, there's going to be some shower stuff, which yes. I'm not okay with. Oh, shower stuff. Because more, I'm more afraid of somebody attacking me while I'm in the shower than finding somebody in my shower when I get home. Oh my goodness! So I don't know. It's going to be a frightening one, though. Yeah, it's going to be a frightening one. It will be, but right. we'll be okay. We'll have our co-host back next yes. week. Jade and Anastasia will be back next week. So Teresa, I think that's it. Yeah. For today, why don't you tell everybody where we can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Teresa Law and Instagram at Teresa Law. All right, everybody, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Only Camshaft. We will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.